Welcome one and all to the Happy Gomuri podcast. Today we pause, we visualize, and we make it happen because what we can imagine, we can create it. Hello, Natalia. Today we want to talk about manifestation, the law of attraction, your favorite. I love that. Let's talk about that. What's your experience with it? Do you have any? Oh, I have so many. We will stay here forever. <laughs> but I'm also like a truly believer on manifestation. And uh, I try to. The funny thing, um, I believe in manifestation and I believe it works. But somehow I don't use as much. And I ask myself, if I believe that works, why don't I do that every day? You know, <laughs> and I know I'm not alone there because I, I have lots of friends that um, have the same or share the same experience and feelings. Um, so, yeah, but let's talk a little bit. What does that mean? I mean, maybe there's people listening that don't know what manifestation is. So, yeah, you know manifestation definition. I don't know the definition, actually. You Do you? Well, I, I, I just Google it. <laughs> like, if you Google what is the manifestation, it says it's basically an action or a fact of showing an abstract idea. So, it's the action or the fact of showing an abstract idea. Um, and for me, to explain what that is, for me, manifestation is basically when you believe in something... Um, so hard that you're that you're already leaving that for example and it's hard to explain but for example um i something very simple it's night before i go to bed and i'm thinking about how my day tomorrow is gonna go and i think well i'm gonna wake up and it's gonna be a beautiful day and i'm gonna get myself a nice warm coffee and then i'm gonna be driving to work with a cup of coffee, looking around at the beautiful trees or stuff like that, then I'm imagining that morning, the next morning, like I am there already and building the next day in my head, you know, though it hasn't happened yet. Um, I'm kind of like building that day in my head um, and that image of what is going to happen, but as it is happening right now, um, that, that for me is manifestation. And that's the practice that I try to do not only for little simple things, but also for bigger things. How would, yes. you, how would you explain what manifestation is or how do you do that? I wouldn't change anything you said. To me, it's beyond just that one single practice. You know, like you really enjoy that, that, that thing, the law, the law of attraction uh, documentary, right? Yeah. I, I came into... I think manifestation, like manifesting, creating something that doesn't exist because I have it in my mind. I think that always was present to in my life, even when I didn't even understand the concept. Same. Uh, I think we all have that ability. It's just like a matter of like finding it within yourself. But I had a problem with that love attraction documentary because I think thought that it focused only in that one act and I came to understand the creation like of things within me and like put them outside of me more from a perspective of like a yogic 
perspective or like even witchcraft or like a more spiritual based perspective that includes other practices. So to me, it's all about taking care of this moment that I am living right now. And if I take care of this moment with care and love and respect, uh, appreciation, I think a lot of manifestation is related to gratitude. So when you say, oh, I can sit and I visualize, I can see it in my mind, like tomorrow I'm going to wake up and it's going to be a beautiful morning. I'm going to drink my warm, delicious coffee and I'm going to look at the beautiful trees. What you're describing is like you're bringing that image to now and then you're already being grateful for it. You're creating feelings of gratitude, like, oh, it feels so nice because manifestation is beyond what you can see in your mind, right? It's what you can feel, what you can smell. Your senses are activated. Your, your brain is activated. Your emotions are activated. If I want to manifest a lot of money, I need to feel rich i need to feel like i have money to spend i have money to help other people i want to buy a car some people try to manifest only material things and they are successful but they really have that experience like impregnate their body and their senses right yeah i so, agree so to me manifestation is part of a daily practice every minute of course, it's super hard, right? It's super hard to live with manifestation in mind. But when you take the concept to the side a little bit and you're really working on like having a life that's full and being grateful for the things that you have and the people that you have, the environments that you have, I think manifestation comes a little more naturally to you. Yeah, I I agree with that. I, I would say... I mean, I do. And I always refer to the documentary, The Secret about the law of attraction, because it was one of the first ones that I watched in the topic. Um, the same with the documentary, uh, where the bleep do we come from? Or I think that's the name. Uh, who the bleep are we or something like that is the name of the documentary. But it's the, those were the two first movies that I watched that would tell me that I, I have like that power in me, not only me, but everyone has their power in them, you know, in their brain and in their a soul or whatever inside of themselves. Um, I do, I do agree that it's sometimes it's hard and some people try and it doesn't work. And I try sometimes and it doesn't work, but I had to learn and I, I, I read a lot about this and I watch a lot of documentaries, movies um, about that topic because I just enjoy. Uh, but I came to understand that when we were kids, we create our subconscious in our brain. And I am also fascinated by the brain, the human brain. So I love reading about that as well. Um, so your subconscious get formed when you were a little kid. And, um, and then you kind of have some limitations, right? We put limits on kids and you get limits, not only from family, but from just life, society. Um, people say, well, you can't fly, you know, which is obvious, like we're humans, we don't have wings, we cannot fly, or you cannot do that, or you cannot do that. But the reality is we should try, and this is what I try to do for my manifestations to work, is to try to break those limits and try to tell myself, okay, I'm telling myself that this is not possible, 
And I am the one putting that barrier there not to happen because I am saying it's impossible. You know, we were told that um, a person cannot fly until the person, until a first person went there and said, no, I can fly and create an airplane, you know, yeah. and created a, um, whatever they created to make them fly more freely or do whatever they believe they can do. So you can, you can keep saying, um, people say, oh, I cannot heal myself or, or oh, you cannot heal yourself or this disease is incurable. You cannot, you cannot survive this, but there are people that are breaking that limit, right? They say, no, I'm going to cure myself. I'm going to heal myself. And I'm not saying it's easy. And I'm not saying it's, it's, uh, it's an easy path. It's just you have to break a lot of things in your mind to make that work. And you have to want it that too, you know, that has to come from your heart. Um, but uh, one thing, one thing that I, I think it really helps to make it really work is to what you, exactly what you said, Vivian, is to believe you are that person. Like, for example, we put labels in so many things and we often put labels on ourselves. And, um, for example, I, I have like a definition in my mind of who is Natalia. You know, Natalia is a happy person and that's who I believe to be. And that's who most likely I'm going to be because that's my beliefs and it's going to be easy for me to be that person. Now, if I tell myself and I have so many friends that do that sometimes, um, um, I, I don't know, I like I'm crazy or I am unstable or, and if you keep saying that to yourself, you're making yourself believe that that's who you are. And it's harder for you to, to get out of that. Right. Or I am not good at school. No, I'm not good at school. I'm not good at school. And you say that so many times to you when you're a kid or a teenager, or, or maybe in your tenuries in school or college, then, okay, you know, you're just going to attract that to you. It's not that you're going to attract you, you're just creating who you are. And, um, and then if you have that feeling like I am broke, I have no money, I'm broke. And you keep repeating that you can try to manifest and imagine, Oh, this is me rich. But if you don't see yourself as a rich person, that, that most likely is not going to manifest because as you said, manifestation is not about believing it's going to happen, but feeling that you are ready it, you know, you're already that person. Yeah, it's the full experience. It's the full human experience. You need to use all your senses. And we are really magical. We are magical beings. And I don't mean like movie magic, like the I'm going to imagine myself flying to the air and tomorrow I'm going to be flying with my arms. That's not what we are talking about. We are talking about really being magical in the sense that our brain is so, so interesting. And we know now there's proof that what you think, it's what you are. So like, just like you said, if I think I lack the ability of losing weight, right? That's something that a lot of people want to lose weight, but they don't believe they can. So they don't lose the weight because when you don't, if I don't believe I can lose the weight, I probably, I'm probably more likely not to exercise, not to watch the food that I eat. And, and there is an effect in my body because if I want to lose weight and I don't take initiative to lose weight because I believe I can't, that means I'm probably unhappy with the amount of weight that I'm carrying that is extra, 
right? Yeah, and you so, see yourself as someone that has that extra weight, basically. Yes. So it's a lot about changing our core beliefs. Do we need help uh, in the, in the more you know psychological help or like the help of our friends? Yes, but we can do a lot with the world that we have within us to externalize that in beautiful ways. And sometimes, you know, the law of attraction also works as it has two polars. It's a negative and a positive and not so much like good and bad. It's literally like the opposites, right? So if I believe my life is miserable, if I treat this moment right, right now where I live as like my life is miserable, I don't have enough money, I am, you know, I'm always sad. No one likes me. I have this thing about myself that I don't like. What what am I doing? I am creating, because this moment, time is a construct, people. Like time doesn't exist. We create it. So we live freely in time and space, but we live also in the structure that we created so things can function in our world the way we do things. But if I'm putting out there that poor me, poor me, the next now is, for example, 9.59 a.m. At 10 a.m., I'm carrying that feeling. At 10.01, I'm carrying that feeling. Tomorrow at 10 a.m., I'm still, you know, if I, if nothing changes, nothing changes. If I don't change, nothing changes. If I don't make a, an effort to create something different in my life, I'm never going to have anything different in my life. And I think that's the core of creation, of manifestation. We create beautiful things. Woman can give birth. You know, we are co-creating. If you believe in a God, uh, like a Christian God, we are co-creators with him. Oh, my God. My dog is like trying to jump out of my lap and dragging the microphone yeah and let me let me talk about something different than uh, manifestation for one second because we always do that and i want to talk about your dog of course just two days ago <laughs> i got a memory and i thought it was so cute the first time i met godzilla it was 11 years ago Aww. and here he is and i saw him last year and he still likes me that's good he loves <laughs> you <laughs> He loves you. So I have a cute. video of you two snuggling. I know. He's so yeah. cute. And uh, I'm going to see him in three weeks, so I'm very excited about that. But anyway, yeah, when you to come to visit, you see he's going to run to you like a maniac, because he always yeah. does. Because I, I saw his um, little ear, because you guys don't know, but we can see each other, Vivian and I, while we were recording <laughs> on the camera. And I just saw his little ear pop up. It was like, oh, I can't see him, but I see him a little bit. Yeah, so... <laughs> Godzilla. So Godzilla manifested his participation in this podcast because <laughs> in the beginning of the recording, I told him, you are not allowed in the room. You have to stay out because because exactly like things right now, like he's jumping up and down from the, the couch where I'm sitting. Here he is again. He came back. <laughs> and uh, and I, I said, like, it's going to be too much to control him and record and everything. And then he kept laying down by the door. I'll close the door and he'll lay down outside of the door. And then I felt pity for him. And then slowly he started, like, coming in a little bit. And now here he, here is. he is. He's laying down again. <laughs> part of our podcast so, today. 
So I'll, if you're curious of what Godzilla looks like, go to our Instagram. I'll post a picture of him for you guys to see our little podcast mascot. Happy Go Moody mascot. I love, I love Godzilla. I love dogs. But I have to say, okay, since we're to- totally off topic, I have to tell you this because it's too funny. Uh, I love cats too. And today I went to get a coffee in the coffee shop next door. And we have like a cat, The na- we call the neighborhood cat. It, the cat belongs to someone. I just don't know the owner. <laughs> I know kind of where they live, but I don't know the owners. But Sylvester is his name and he's always around. And I love him. He's so, he's so cute. Um, but he's a cat. He's not a dog, right? So he's sitting there in the coffee shop in the, in the little yellow chair. And I got my coffee and then I went to sit in the yellow chair next to him. And, and sometimes I pat him and I know him pretty well. He knows me too from the neighborhood. And I sat next to him and I said, hey, Sylvester, may I sit here next to you? I don't know. It sounds crazy, but I did ask for his permission. And then I sat down with my little coffee and uh, he looked at me. Then he got up of the chair and left. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is such a cat move. <laughs> it was like, you disgust me, lady. <laughs> I guess the answer is, yes, I do mine. You totally bother my morning, yeah. so I'm going. Fine, take it. Take the spot. I'll find somewhere else to lay down. <laughs> That's really funny. Back to manifestation. I'm sorry. I had to I had to make those cats comment. But one thing I wanted to say about uh, the way I do, oh, about the labels we we're talking about that we put, mm. you know, ourselves. And I think that's important to break is when I was talking about the subconscious that it got, it gets basically built. And that's the core of your beliefs. When you're a child, there are ways that you can break that or access that to change those beliefs if they don't fit you anymore, right? If they don't serve you anymore, there are ways you can um, try to basically rebrand your brain uh, to to touch that subconscious and there are so many videos and so many things out there that you can read about it how to do it but that's something that I try to um, like meditate and, and change on myself to make sure I take a lot of my limitations off um, to make it easier for manifestations to come through you know to my life uh, but on this topic, Vivian, do you have any examples of things that manifested to you that you have like asked for and you're like, oh, I did ask for this and here it is. Mm, I have. Well, let me see if I can think of it, because usually when I'm talking of these things, I blink on my own experiences. But I have a lot, a lot, a lot of things that happened that I wanted. I simply wanted so foolheartedly that I it happened and I don't even remember setting an intention or sitting and meditating. Like a clear example, I think, is I lived in Brazil. My life in Brazil was very uh, financially restricted because Brazil, it's a it's a, they have a hard economy. It's hard for people to have a life like we all have in America, right? You work, 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 work. You, your payment, your salary is paid to you once a month at the end of the month or the beginning of the month. So to get something and not getting to that, you need to save all month long or sometimes two months in a row to buy that one thing that's a little bigger than you need to for your house or you know like whatever you want to do and I remember living in Brazil and thinking like I just want to I don't think I belong here I want to get out of here you know I want to get out of this system 
that keeps me entrapped into places I don't want to be. And I, I felt just like this full heart desire to like, I need to be somewhere else. I don't belong here. I need to be in a place where I belong. I need to be in a place where I belong. And then I had an opportunity to come to America. And I truly think that I created that because it's very, in my family, it was very unusual to take such big risk. And somehow it presented to me and I took it. You know, I remember another one, my house, my house was an intention that I made. I actually made a little spell craft where, where I crafted something. I took a piece of paper. We wanted to buy a house. My husband, his dream was to buy a house. Since we got married, he talks about buying a house. And I was always like, I, I don't know, like, if we rent, we can just take off and go anywhere we want, even if it is another country, another state. And we did that for a while. And then as we did so many times, actually, that we got tired of it. And then I started warming up into the idea of like, maybe if we buy a house, we'll quiet down a little bit. And I think I was craving like the quiet. So when the pandemic started, I thought like, we need a place that's like our home base and at the time we were staying at my in-laws house that they don't use during the winter in massachusetts uh, so we were rent free we started saving more aggressively and i thought i am going to create something to visualize the house we are going to buy and i put a time limit for that so i sometimes you can treat things like you treat other things. Let me explain that. When you get a plant, you get a, a little seed, you plant into the earth, and then you take care of it. You water and you put nutrients maybe, and you put in the sun, and then sometimes there's too much sun, you put in the shade. So that that was my initial idea. I got a piece of paper and I thought, this is gonna be my seed. And I wrote down in detail everything I wanted in a house. And Everything I could think, I wrote it down. And when I ran out of ideas of like, what do I need? I thought I want this and I wrote it down or better because sometimes there are things that we deserve and we can attract that we can't think of because we have a limited thinking because of our limitations, right? Because of our beliefs of ourselves. So I wrote it down. I folded a certain way that I feel like it's about attracting things. So I fold it towards me. I turn it, turn the paper fold again towards me. And I made a tiny little piece of paper folded again and again and again. So I dig a hole on the side of the yard of my in-laws and I, I planted there my piece of paper. I covered up and it rained a lot the next day. And coincidentally, they... They did a cleanup in the yard and changed the mulch that was on top of that spot. So everything was brand new and ready for my seed to grow. And I put all my energy that I light a candle because I wanted to activate with the, the power of fire. Right. And I felt as I was planting, I felt I imagined myself inside the house and, you know, it's the smells of the house and the feeling that I wanted in the house and the feeling I wanted in the yard. And I, I made the, I planted, it was done. Uh, and then less than um, eight months later, 
we found our house and we bought the house. I don't even, sometimes I'm inside my house and I don't even realize fully like how amazing that was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I, mean, I, I have to say that's, I, when I do manifestation or I, I do like a, a meditation, right? Because I think the best way for me to manifest something is to meditate and really like fuel that into my life. Um, I don't do all the steps you did. <laughs> and I think it's great because, and I know you have a lot of knowledge about, you know, how to do those things. I, I don't have that much knowledge about the energy and how, you know, things that activate and stuff like that. I don't, I don't do that, but I do believe that whatever, whatever works for you and whatever is going to make you feel and believe that's, that's what you should do. Right. Mm -hmm. And for me, it is the meditation. Um, but you know, for some people, it may be something different. I don't know, right? It may be like discussing that idea or that um, image, basically, with a friend. Maybe that's the way of some people to manifest things to happen. I, I don't know. It's just whatever it works for you to put you in that moment and put you into that belief that that's reality. That's not just something to happen in the future, but that's something that's who you are right now. You are the person living in that place that is your dream place or whatever. That's going to help. Um, I have a lot of examples of little things that had manifested in my life the way I wanted. Um, tell us, tell us. Yeah, but a lot of the things was not even th something I was aware I was manifesting. And I think the more I start reading about manifestation and the more I start believing in it, the more I could go back and realize, wow, that's, that really happened. And it's funny you mentioned your house, but not only my house, but my house of my neighborhood. And then that's, it's a little crazy how I realized that I live on my, on, on my creation, basically my dream life, right? My mm -hmm. dream place. Um, as when I was a kid, I had a Barbie house and I loved that Barbie house. My parents actually gave us for Christmas, me and my sister, they build a house for the three of us. Um, but my house they was... They build a Barbie house? They build a Barbie house, yeah. Oh, it was wow. With like three plywoods. You have to imagine like, like three plywoods next to each other. And then like in the horizontal and then three of them in the vertical, right? So you have basically two rooms in the bottom, two rooms in the middle, two rooms on top. And then right on top, there was a little roof and uh, a little rooftop that that's how the Barbie house looked like. And I play in that Barbie house so much. And I also got, um, Barbie's office. So, and I had like a Barbie car. So my, my lap, my bottom level of the Barbie house, it was the office. One, one of the rooms was the office and the other one was the garage. And then the middle level was, you know, the living room and the, and the kitchen. And the top level was the Barbie's house and uh, the Barbie's room with the can and the kids. I had one kid on my your barbie was my barbie kid, with yeah. kids. <laughs> the kids room and right on top there was a little barbecue area with the pool uh -huh. and uh wow so I your played. barbie was living well my, my barbie was i mean very well set right that was a nice crib yeah so uh, that was my barbie house and i i played with that so many times and then um here we are years later i am living in my house with my husband and i uh Actually, we bought this house together when we were not even engaged yet. We bought, wow. you know, half, half. He got half. I got half of the responsibility of the bills for the mortgage and stuff. But anyway, we're still, we're, we got married. We still live here. We have a kid now. And I'm walking around 
and I'm talking to a friend of mine. And uh, she's like, dude, you remember your Barbie house? It was like your dream house. And I was like, I remember that was so unrealistic of a house, right? Two, two, two. Mm -hmm. And then I told her that. And I stopped and I was like, wait a second. That's my house. I live in a townhouse, which uh, people that live here in America know that the townhouse, they are kind of like skinny and, and tall, right? Yeah. So I have like the three floor. I have an office because I, I work from home now. And it's the office is downstairs next to the garage, you know. And then on the main level is the living room and the kitchen. And then one the top level is the both rooms. And then here's the trick though. All the way on top, I don't have a pool. But if it rains, I do have a pool because it pools with water. <laughs> <laughs> I can't swim on it, but it does. You manifest, you manifest the water leaking in your house. <laughs> I do have a grill. And when it's dry, it's beautiful to be upstairs in the rooftop. You, you've been here, right? Uh -huh. um, we can see the bell line is so nice. Um, but um, when it's raining, yeah, I technically have a pool, but for <laughs> right in the, in the whole house is a pool. <laughs> We're trying to fix that because sometimes that leaks too, so it's not great. But, you know, regardless, that's my body house. And I was just so happy to see that it happened, even though I never intentionally like manifest. I was just, there was something as a kid that I, I just loved that house. And then the other thing I realized, um, as a lot of you know, I love Gilmore Girls. And I watched so many times. And well, let's just say something yeah. here, because a lot of people don't know. Hopefully, <laughs> a lot of people who are not our friends or our family listen to this podcast. And we both really like Gilmore Girls. Yes. We kind of learn some of the English we speak with. Them. I know that helped me a lot of English, <laughs> you know, yeah. American culture. And it was just like a silly, fun very innocent show keep it like in the background especially if i we watch i mean i watch multiple times and it's not that i really sit down to oh i'm gonna watch gilmore girls now it's like yeah no, i just put on the tv while i'm like doing it dishes. was something it just, we enjoyed it's, somehow it's soothing it's calming and remind it is a it's a homey feeling when i'm watching it i feel exactly the same yeah so i leave it on and i always like star howl you know the the city where they the live. stars howl, stars howl yeah. because yeah it's just it's just quiet and, and, and cute. And, you know, they can walk to places. You don't need to take the car. So. Yeah, it's quirky. Yeah, it's, it's nice. So I am living here uh, in this neighborhood. And I then one time was walking around. And, you know, you walk and you see your neighbors, friends, because I have a lot of friends, neighbors, or neighbors that are friends. So just say hi and have a little conversation here. And then, um, but I'm like, I live in a place that, although I live in the city, um, and I, I didn't, I was more like, ah, I'm okay living in the suburbs, but my husband is a person that wants to be like in the city. And um, I'm like, ah, I don't know if I love the city, but now where we are, I feel like I am in Star Hollow, a lot, a Star's Hollow a lot of the time because I have a coffee shop that is my look, you know, <laughs> I don't have look working there, but I do know the people that work there and we talk. Um, and I go there and I get my coffee, you know, and I, I walk around and I know the people. We have a, squa a square. It's not a town square. It's the neighborhood yeah. square. But it's just it's just so fun how I, I like that life that she has. And she walks to places, you know, and I, sometimes I get my meetings while I'm walking. And I'm just, this is so cool that I have this, this life that I imagine, you know, that would be a perfect life right around me. I don't need to get the car to go to a restaurant. I can walk around so it's just 
I think is somehow I manifested that without even knowing because of the, how many times I watch. <laughs> uh huh. Now that you said that, I'm gonna tell. I do live in Stars Hollow. Like I'm not even joking. Like my town is very small. I have we have 900 habitants in my town. Recently, there was a. Uh, it's like a town fair. It was like a block from my house. And I'm not joking, Natalia. Like, there are a lot of very... Hmm, very eccentric <laughs> people in my town. <laughs> yeah, like Kirk. And uh, so it's, a, it's a quite a community. It's very interesting. It's a combination of very quirky people more like conservative people and then like very liberal people all mingle together is very interesting but in this fair the town fair you know those things that people do that a guy sits on top of like a pool like a little chair elevated from a little pool and then you throw balls on the thing and then if you hit the thing they drop into the water they had that they had like food it was very a very like festive peculiar event for such a small town and it made me think of stars hollow like i was like oh my god who am i am i am i rory gilmore <laughs> Am I Lorelai? I think I'm more Lorelai because I'm older. You know, it's just really fun. I am. I have always been a Lorelai. Even when I was Rory's age, I have always felt like I was more Lorelai than Rory. Really? And uh, I always loved Rory, but I always felt like I was a Lorelai. I feel like, like a Lorelai, but I always saw you as a Rory because you're so like... Really? Yeah, you're so like nice and goody-goody. <laughs> Well, but okay, the whole point of this is like, if you are like new to manifestation or those beliefs or getting into this or reading about it, I I don't know about you, but for me, like I have to watch out what I'm watching on TV. I watch for, I am not going to be watching too much drama on TV because I don't want to attract drama to my life. Uh... I, I don't want to like be brought to that reality. So I love comedy. Uh, you feel like it, it sucks your feelings into yeah. that state so of mind. Movies is okay because I think movies so short and you watch once and you're not going to rewatch it. But if you're going to watch a series, right, that is like longer, I'm very careful with what I pick because I do believe in the, the secret or this law of attraction. And I think once you watch a TV show or reading a book, for example, you kind of immerse in their reality. Is uh, who has never watched a series and felt like you are inside of the series, you're part of it, and you were like kind of addicted. You want to keep watching it, so I'm very careful with series I watch because I think we end up like attracting things. And I, I have, I have a lot of friends that we talked about manifestation, and a lot of them that start getting into that, you know, later on, they realize their like snowball feeling of watching the same drama romantic movies you know that they always have to like oh the part and that they kept repeating that to happen in their life mm. and i'm like look what you're always watching look what you're always following right you're following that and then you attract that to you and then you're like why is this always happening so it's gonna it's just an energy thing so you believe that this is who you are this is who you're gonna be you believe you're a failure well you're 
probably not going to do that well, right? Because not even you, you have to believe in yourself. You have to, I, I don't know, it's just important to feel that inside of you. That's, that's, that's my advice. And am I right? I, I don't know. <laughs> it, it works for me. So it says something, it says something that spoke to me. Um, yes, I, I see exactly what you're saying. Our consumption, right? If I consume things that enrich my my view of the world and the, especially the world that I want to create for myself, that would that's a that's beneficial to me. And yes, we can watch things and be entranced by them, and they create like negative feelings, feelings of sorrow. I, I mean negative, but take take that lightly, feelings of sorrow or feelings of hatred, feelings of like injustice, and that can can influence the way you see the world. So I think you're absolutely right. That's why so that's why I mean, in the beginning of this uh, episode, I have said, the law of attraction is much bigger than just the single law of attraction. It's about how you conduct yourself in the world, the things that you consume. And what respect do you give to the things you consume? What awareness do you give to the things you consume? I, different than you, I watch a lot of different things. And those things can contribute to my understanding of how I manifest. But I also love horror, pure horror. <laughs> I love dark. I love the darkness. That's where we differ. I embrace the darkness. I think there's part of the darkness that's beneficial because it's part of me and it's part of the world. The day has you know the 24 hours have the light and then there's a darkness. There's the sun and the moon and they both contribute to my life. So but we all also have different sensibilities and you know that you're too sensitive to certain things where I go into those areas that are dark and I do have sensitivities, but I, I keep myself inside my container of goodness. And then I watch yeah. from inside that container and I take only what serves me and when, what doesn't serve me, I leave it where it was. The fact that you watch for the horror movies and stuff and doesn't, basically a fact to, to doesn't consume you too much, right? I, I watch it and I used to watch a lot too. And it's not that I, I don't want to watch anymore. I'm just careful now. For some reason, I am so sensitive. And I think there is a reason why I'm a people pleaser because I, I want people to like me. I have this, this need inside of me and some people don't have that, right? I have that. I, I, I feel if someone is a little like, look at me differently, I feel a little judge and that they are judging me and then i have to really work you know with therapy and, and and do like hard work to try to understand myself and to try to uh snap out of it a little bit because and understand that okay it's not about you right not that person made and even if it is you you have no control over other people's ideas or feelings and it's okay if someone just doesn't like what you're saying or doesn't like you it's okay 
Um, that's why the whole podcast is very vulnerable for me. Sometimes <laughs> Vivian knows better than anyone. A lot of the times she edits the, the stuff because she's the hard worker here. She does all the work. I just blab. Okay. Just FYI. Wow. That's, uh, that's not quite true. 100%. But so go on. She goes through all that freaking work of editing the episode. And then she sends to me to review. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, I don't like it. You have to cut that. You have to cut that. And I was like, what is it? And I feel bad. Of course, I feel bad like telling her if I don't like it. Because then I like she went through all that work. And now I'm like cutting this. But the only reason. I ask her sometimes to cut some stuff. I was like, oh, I'm putting myself too much out there, right? I'm being too vulnerable and I feel a little insecure. And I, I have that, oh, people may not like that. And I was like, you have to let that go. Um, me, right? I yeah. I have to learn and I'm still learning. But let me tell you something, Vivian. The podcast is also something I think I manifested in some way because I have a friend um, at work, GB, great, great girl. She's a good friend. She like, seven years ago she was like we should do a podcast and I'm like yeah let's do this and and since then I always imagined myself doing a podcast and it didn't work with GV we just never did it uh you would be me her and another friend of ours but it, it didn't work but I, I kept that in my mind right it's like oh maybe I should do a podcast and then when you call me about the podcast it's like let's do it I always felt like I want my voice to be heard um not that I, I have only great things to say <laughs> But I just thought it would be nice, you know, to to get my ideas have a platform, and talk yeah. out there. Yeah, and it's a good experience, right? To be really vulnerable and um, on the on the manifestation thing. I think um, when we're talking about subconscious, I think I think it is is worth bringing it up. Um, when we talk about the limitations we put in our brains and you know the people, what what do you think and what people are gonna be maybe judging you and what you believe in all those things together. Um, I was meditating like it was a week and a half ago, I think. And I even told my running buddy. <laughs> so she's always running with me. And I, one of our runs that we were just more walking than running. I told her what I, what I imagined, but I was meditating and I had this vision of kind of like me in the middle of a circle and like 10 people around me. And I am there in the middle of the circle and I have to do some work. Let's say I'm in my computer and I have to do some work. And all those 10 people around me, they're quiet and looking at me like they are judging me. Wait, wait, let me just clarify something. You are intentionally meditating on that or this is just some an image that came to I you? I was meditating about not feeling so judged by people, right? And trying okay. to um, accept myself the way I am. And understand that it's okay if people are cheering me or not. And trying to understand why that affects me so much. So I'm just meditating on that. Okay. And that image changed. So you, you imagine you imagine these people I imagine like 10 people around okay. me. And I was in the middle of the circle. And they're all kind of like judging me. Right? And I have to finish a work. And, um, and I'm like, okay, that was hard for me to do my work in the middle. I just could feel it. It was weird. And then... Two of those people, two out of the 10, start cheering me up like, hey, you can do this, Natalia, you can do it. And I start feeling so much more confident to do the work I had mm. to do there. And then all 10 of them were cheering me up and I just finished the work. And it was it was like a, a five seconds image that came to my mind. But I think, and it's weird, like, did I create this? This come from somewhere? I don't know. But I was meditating and that image and that feeling came to my mind of me doing a work and everyone judging me and me barely able to concentrate to do 
And then one or two people start cheering me, like, you can do this. And I felt so much better. And then when all of them were cheering me, I basically finished what I had to do. And, um, and it was just so interesting. And I thought, like, how important it is for us to have people around us that believe in us, right? Because even if you believe in you and you have uh, people that are not talking or you don't have anyone or you have or you feel that people are judging you, it's harder to keep that belief. And I took that as a um, surround yourself, you know, with people that are cheering you, that are believing in you, that are loving you. But also I took that as be the one cheering other people up, you know. Um, if I see someone doing whatever it is, I don't want to be the one standing there with a serious face that even I'm, maybe I'm not even judging the person, but the person may feel judged, right? I don't know what they were doing. They were just quiet. It doesn't mean they were judging me, but that's how I felt. So I don't want to be a person that is um, looking at others and not saying anything and not cheering them. So I, I took it both ways and I see how important it is for either your coworker, is your friend, is your family, be there for them, right? And, and show some support because that can help so much. Offer what you want to get. Offer always what you want to get. So if someone is telling you something that you, to you it sounds weird, out of place, offer some attention. It, if even if you are judgmental, because sometimes we can help it, right? We are taught to be judgmental as a second nature. But if you really put an effort, if someone is talking to you with something you don't agree or like whatever it is that you feel like that judgmental feeling arising, you know, within you, just take a moment to listen, focus on what the person is telling you other than what your mind is conversing with you while the person is talking to you should i go back to I the compassion talk? <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about compassion all conversations with natalia lead to compassion that's always the end conversation uh, but, uh, no but yeah. it is it is true like compassion is super important yeah, but, gratitude compassion yeah, and, do, and doing that that or having that image in my mind it make me it make me it made me somehow understand like how one or two people cheering you, how, how big of a difference it is. So maybe you being the one believing in someone, right. And helping them that can make such a big difference already. I don't know. I just think it's, it helps because if they believe in themselves and if I believe in myself, it's easier for me to achieve great things. than if I'm just like, yeah, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> that brings me back into energy energy i if you doubt like look it up masaru emoto water experiment it's very simple but it's so powerful i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right masaru emoto is m-a-s-a-r-u-e-m-o-t-o he is this person who did an experiment with water and he used different words like love hate and he attached to water and then he analyzed the vibration or with time what these things will turn to be you google it it's very interesting but it shows you how and you can make that experiment at home actually and you don't even need to use water get a piece of fruit put into a glass jar 
and seal it. Those mason jars are really good for that. And writing one, leave it on top of the counter, writing one of the jars with the same fruit, love, and writing the other one, hate, and see what happens to the fruit that's inside that jar. It's the same environment. And I'm willing to bet you that you are going to be surprised in how much a word written, written in a piece of tape and glued on a piece of glass. It's unbelievable the, the effect that has in the piece of fruit that you will consider as a live thing, right? A piece of fruit is like fresh fruit. Yeah, yeah. Do that at home and look what happens. The same happens to us. We offer things that are not so good to people. People are not going to feel so good. We offer things that are, that they are like encouraging, supportive. That's how, think about your children, right? Like how do we treat our children? We, why, when we become adults, we start treating each other differently than what we treat a child for nurturing. You know, we need that nurture too. We need to treat ourselves in that way. So we can manifest a happy life and we need to support other people. And if everyone is doing a little bit of effort, you don't even need to devote your whole life to that. You can have a normal life where you go to work, you have your friends, you have your children or not, your animals, and you still can practice more awareness towards what you put into the world. And we all create a better world this way, you know, now. That being said, manifestation is amazing. So my house is a very old house and uh, it has some things that I need to deal with. It was also a house that not many people that live here before took good care of. And now I'm here and I have to take care of things and money in my life right now is limited at some point in my life is not going to be anymore. And maybe I'm betraying my own point here because I'm saying like money in my life is limited. Maybe I, maybe I need to say like, I have as much money. You have to feel <laughs> that, not only stay, right? <laughs> yeah, so I'm working on that. On that. Uh, but yes, I still have things that I need to deal with, even though I attracted the thing I, I wanted. Do you experience that in your manifestations? Um, sometimes I will say it's not, it's not perfect. Right. I, I think I have the idea that life is not perfect, so it's not going to be perfect because that's what I think it is. Um, I think this is all us creating limits, even for people to say, Oh, manifestation is a slow process. If you believe it's a slow process, it's going to be a slow process. If you believe it's fast, it's going to be fast. So it, it's up to you. Um, and I just, I, I'm just fascinated by the topic, right? I love supernatural things, including that force that we have and the power that we have to create our own lives. And I love to believe that and I'll keep believing in that. I was telling a friend, I have a friend that does not believe in any of this. He doesn't believe in manifestation. He doesn't believe that you attract things. And I was like, even if you don't believe, don't you live better if you're just positive and happy and, you know, like... Even if I don't believe that being positive is going to attract me positive things, why not just try to be positive? Because I will have a better quality of life. So it just doesn't hurt. Yeah. Who are you hurting by believing you can attract what you need? Who are you hurting? No one. 
we are magical and this is such a huge topic i would like to approach this topic again in another episode and talk a little more in detail about some more something more specific about manifestation but we hope that you're having a magical time and you give yourself the opportunity to manifest this magical time and this happy life that you envision uh and we'll be here to support you and that has been our happy go moody episode for today enjoy the day people bye